Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co, and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility. But what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am super honored that you are here becoming the conscious mama you were born to be. Today, we got the second half of um, Molly and I's like really raw conversation, two long lost besties sitting, having a cup of tea, and just being super honest and um, pretty personable personal personal about our own journeys um how we feel the medical industry is um is doing more harm than good right now and a few other things so without further ado let's get to today's episode do you think there's a, a element to because this is my my truth obviously i wanted to be a mom but yeah. there was probably if not the same maybe a little bit more element of like don't tell me I can. <laughs> like, right? Like that kind of like, no, that that doesn't feel don't tell me I can. And and I was willing, like I did some stupid shit in the name of fertility, including yeah. IVF, but also working with holistic people that didn't really know what they were talking about. And I worked with an iridologist once that probably messed up my body more than anyone because he put me on this crazy keto diet and I started losing my cycles that was the only thing working for my fertility and because I didn't have the knowledge and I was just the blind leading the blind willing to do it um but do you think there's an element of women in the community that are they're just so type a they're doers they're just like we're gonna go to the ends of the earth yeah to um get what we desire and especially if we have a man or a well for me it's authority <laughs> I don't care if you're a man or a woman um telling me I can telling me I don't know what I'm talking about and it's made up science you know that I really feel was a huge driver for me and obviously I with hindsight had my spirit team behind me going like oh hell no like that's not true don't listen to that you don't know what you're you don't know, but you will figure it out. You will, will, will get there. We'll get there. Just keep going. Um, but I really see that in a lot of these women that they're just a bit like the ones who are willing to tap into that innate power. You know, they're still timid. They're still like, like, I'm not sure, but I'm willing. I feel it in my heart and I am going to get what I want. Yeah. You know, a lot of my clients, because that's how I am as well is like type A. I mean, I've really worked on it and come a long way and the perfectionism, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. And I think that they, we know how to work hard to get shit done. 
And what I see for so many of my clients is that that way of trying to have a baby for so many of them, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Like you, it, it's, it's like the invitation is you've done this to get everything else in your life, but for this, you're going to need to approach it in a different way. And so you had said it before around, like, if I give you a supplement and I suggest this and it doesn't feel aligned or right to you, don't take it. And I think we have a lot of other experts in the space that says, this is the way, even mm -hmm. though that might not be the best way for them based on their, what's going on with their body individually. You know, all the different, uh, I've seen so many clients who are on specific fertility diets that they were told we're going to do X, Y, or Z, but they're continuing to do them, even though they're, it's not making them feel good. Yeah. And so this is why so much of my work always comes back to you got to slow down, get all the voices and noise out of your head and come back to center. And, and what am I doing? What feels aligned? Because I think we think that the more that we do, and I do think everything that we're doing in order to support our fertility, if it does feel aligned, even if we can't see the results of it yet are working. Right. Yeah. But if there are things that you're getting that signal, like, stop. This is a no, but we override that because of, mm -hmm. again, the authority that we've given the coach, the expert. I mean, sometimes when we've seen different intuitives or psychics giving insight around what is or isn't possible for someone in having a baby saying that, you know, this is going to ha this isn't going to happen for you unless you figure this out, or this isn't going to happen. It's like, who gave, who gave you the authority to yeah. say whether or not that was, that was going to be possible. So we get into, we, you have the authority, like you need to be tapped into the voice within you and into, I believe into your connection with God as well. And being a team in the choices that you make, but that we often give again, because we want so deeply we give our authority to, over to people or to information because we want so bad that to be the thing. And often it's not about, like you said, the gut has, it's not about doing a million things. It might just be two or three, mm -hmm. but the stress of trying to do it all is counterproductive again, because you're so stressed out. Like clients who are taking a million supplements, 50,000 yeah. different supplements mm -hmm. and just so many things and it's like can you bring simplicity to it what does simplicity look like in anyone who you are working with who is asking you to override your internal knowing and blindly follow them red flag run for the hills mm -hmm. no matter who no matter who that is yeah yeah i totally agree every time i didn't follow my intuition obviously i was being led down to get a specific testing, to get the answer. Yeah. I feel like that was part of my journey because it's a lot of people who get pregnant naturally and don't know why kind of fall into the space of like, oh, well, it would just that. Like, and it's sometimes is just a miracle, right? Like you're fourth, yeah. right? Like sometimes it is like, you just like- But if we break like, down what was happening with my fourth though, my husband was healthier than he had ever been before. 
So yeah. I swear it's the super sperm. So I think <laughs> if we even look at things from the multidimensional perspective in the physical, when I got pregnant naturally, I had stopped my corporate career, which was causing endless amounts of stress. stress. Yeah. So there are other things that yeah. were woven in. I don't think it was just one. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to share that one thing. Yeah. Was, I was well, also I, calling her in on a daily basis <laughs> for all the work I was doing. Well, I think that like when you're, when you're conscious of your actions, then you can say, no, these are the things that piece together that allowed me to heal and my fertility to come back in line, yes. right? Where when you're not conscious, you're not consciously moving through your journey. That's when it becomes a little bit like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, let me just sit with you for 30 minutes, have a conversation and I'll tell you exactly. Cause I know, <laughs> um, but that's what like, I feel you, what you do too, is we're creating conscious mamas, right? That is our purpose because we know that it's not about the two pink lines. It's so much more than that. Yes. And when I first started this journey, I was like, oh, I'm just going to help women get pregnant because, you know, that's what I did. And I just got pregnant. Yeah. And as you continuously walk through and just keep moving on the journey, not higher, right? I don't believe in levels. I just believe yeah. that you're yep. putting your one foot forward and yes. new doors open is that you not only are going to change your life in ways that you never thought needed to be changed or maybe didn't even want to be changed, yes. but you're going to bring that to your children. And also what you're going to do is going to bring, you're going to ripple out to your community. So I know that the things that I have done has impacted people who in little ways, right? Like I'm yeah. not saying everyone's had this like grand old waking <laughs> spiritual awakening yeah. don't drink alcohol and are the you know best diets in the world absolutely not but they are changing just a little bit and my mom even said it to me um she said your energy this time um I'm having these crazy dreams and I'm remembering things I don't want to remember and I was like is that me I don't I'm like I don't know if it's me but if you want to use me if you want to use that energy good I said well do you want to like are you ready to open that back she went nope I said well at least you're aware of it now right and that's that's all you can do but I think it's so important in this journey because we are going to live in a completely different world and as we have talked about the powers that be that for whatever reason, whether it's money or control or whatever conspiracy mm -hmm. theory you want to go down, they are controlling our fertility. They are definitely doing a very good job at something. And we definitely need to have more and more women and men and children come into this world with that innate power that like for us, we don't have to go through years and years of bullshit, right? And they can just keep continuing the journey from maybe an easier stage of life. Um, and I'm hopeful. And the statistics are out there, right? IVF babies are 30% more likely to have health issues ranging from autism, ADHD, food sensitivities, all these normal and common ones. And it's not, I do not believe it's the medical treatment itself. I believe it's the mother and father's health. And then especially the mother's health, if you are not changing things, just allowing these drugs to override your system, do something your body is telling you, I am not capable of growing another human being. And all of a sudden you're put into this position 
We are seeing more complications during pregnancy, more complications during birth. And obviously our children are way sicker. No one can deny that, right? Like you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to even just look around and go, okay, there's some issues. Where is it stemming from? Yeah, I I absolutely agree. And I think that that this journey, if you can see it, to let it be a spiritual journey for you and that everything you're doing in order, like if you are supporting your mental and emotional health, and if you are working on your health, that it is going to have that ripple effect. And think of the mother that you're going to be to your child, seeing this as a spiritual journey, or that, that you're being invited to make change and learn and take action in things that might stretch you a little bit. And, but I think what's just kind of coming up is that we've been talking about handing your power away over like what is feeling empowered on this journey actually feel like like how you know we talk about regaining control on the fertility journey and and things like that i use that language a lot it's like what does that look like because it feels so out of control and that you are like the work the work that you're doing is changing who you like I think about if I would originally got pregnant when I first started trying to have a baby and who I was when I finally became pregnant I wasn't the same woman and I surely when I had my fourth was not this was nowhere near the same woman that I was when I first had uh when I first became pregnant so there's this evolution and through that evolution we're changing generational patterns yeah. And we're, there's so much that's changing. If you choose to see your struggle, not as a, uh, like a burden that you have to bear, or that it's like a, an attack on you or that you're not worthy enough, or that you're being punished in some way to say, no, this is an invitation. And what is that invitation? Is it to get healthy? Is it to look at the mental and emotional? Is it to look at you know, you t- talked about clutter, like what is there space in even space in your life for your baby? I think there's also like the thing that we haven't talked about is like thinking that your baby is going to fix something in your life. <laughs> and that was very much like, I was very much like rainbows and butterflies, like that it's going to be, everything is going to be amazing. And one thing we do not talk about a lot in the fertility space is what happens after you've struggled for years to have a baby and all those promises to God and all those prayers and all those, you know, declarations that you said that you would never do, you'd all, you will never act like that mother acted. You will be grateful for every single moment. And then you go, oh my gosh, my kids are screaming. I haven't slept in days. I'm depleted physically, like everything. And, and I was overcome with guilt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kept thinking maybe this woman loves her babies more than, more than I do, mm-hmm. because she seems to have, she seems to have it all together. Look how happy she is. Cause you know, you're looking through the lens of social media, which is like people's highlight, yeah. their, their highlight reel, mm-hmm. but going, I had to go through all of that to go, no, like this is normal. And when you have your baby, you change, you are not the same woman you were before and certain mm-hmm. things fall away. New things come online. But we also see in the fertility space when women become pregnant, they disappear and they go into hiding or another set of isolation as they're struggling going, I thought I was supposed to be happy and joyful about every single moment of this. And it's really hard mm-hmm. and that, yeah, it's really hard, but it's, it's this weird thing where it's also filled with such deep love that yeah. you're like, 
It's really hard, but amazing at the same time, but it's not all rainbows and butterflies. And, and I think that there can be a lot of guilt and shame around that. I mean, there certainly, there certainly was for me. And also even becoming pregnant after such a long time, when you've been a part of the community, then you can feel guilt about being pregnant because other women are suffering. So there's so many elements of the mental and emotional in, in this journey. And this is why I'm so passionate about it because it is so multi faceted. And it's an important conversation to have, but it seems to be like a no-go area right? Like I will tell you, hands down, I would have been divorced if I got pregnant at 27. I did not have the mental and emotional capacity to handle children and the way it changed my long-term relationship with my husband. We were not newlyweds. And, um, you know, when you're going through a fertility journey, that's not what you want to hear. You think like, I just want to hear like, oh, it's going to be amazing. And, and, you know, and even like we talk about like your spirit baby is looking up at you. And if you're radically honest with yourself, do you even want to like, they're probably looking at you like, oh, hell no, I'm not coming down yet. <laughs> like you're one, you're physically not ready to grow me Two, you're mentally and emotionally not ready to like handle me. Right. And I do believe there's a certain level of women that the universe needs, wants for them to be more conscious to break the cycle of bullshit that we've been going through over the last few generations. So I definitely, um, you know, ask people, just be radically honest with yourself. If your baby was not pregnancy, your baby came to you right now, what would life really look like? Yeah. And I think we don't talk about it. I mean, I had a lot of shame, especially when I became pregnant. Well, with both my, with my second pregnancy and my pregnancy with my fourth pregnancy, there was like this thing that I wanted more, you know, growing up, all I wanted was to be a mother. I didn't want to have a career. I didn't want, I just wanted to be a mom. And so when I became pregnant with the twins, it was like, okay, I went through IVF, like I'm part of the, you know, the community. But then when I became pregnant naturally, I was like, well, did, was I ever infertile? Like there was such a mind, like really yeah. messed with my mind. And I can't, and I can't tell people, is this going to cause pain for another human being, like another woman that struggled, like my celebration. And then when I became pregnant with Tallulah and already had a very established business at the time, working with the fertility community, I, I didn't tell them till I think it was 28 weeks but what I didn't take into consideration was how many women it was actually going to inspire because inspire. I was 41 years old, Exactly. but it was like, but because, and I've done so much work around this now, but it was that I, I felt like women were going to, I didn't want to cause pain in another. Like I didn't want to like upset anyone. And I felt like there, there are which I no longer choose to participate in, but there are a lot of unspoken rules in this space about Mm -hmm. we don't celebrate pregnancy. Like pregnancy is a, you know, trigger warning if it's a pregnancy. And in my practice, I've always said we celebrate pregnancy in another, because if you can celebrate what happens for another, you're creating the space for that to happen for you. And so I've never aligned with that, but there has been these things we're going, I don't want like, so in the rebirth of my business now, 
I'm not participating in that. Like I'm going to celebrate pregnancy. I will see pregnancy possibility in you just as I will her. But this idea that we, we can't talk about the thing that everyone's trying to do. This (laughs) is why it's such a, you know, mind fuck when you get pregnant is because you've been, you've been just, there's been resistance against it. And with this said, I want to also say the reason why that happens is again, because the deep and loving desire that you, that you have to have a child. So when you see pregnancy in an, in a family member, a pregnancy announcement, it's not that you're not happy for the other person. It's just that you're sad for yourself because you, you because you have not yet received that. And one of the tools that I always share is like, when someone gives a pregnancy announcement and you feel triggered, like allow yourself to feel all the feels, right? Feel the jealousy, feel, don't deny it. Don't try to push it away. Don't make it bad, but then bring your focus and attention back to the moment when you're pregnant, mm-hmm. connecting and with the essence and energy and the vision of you becoming pregnant. So you can, so you can be in that energy and in that space rather than get it going too far down the rabbit hole and how much suffering is going to come to you now because someone else in your life is pregnant. And yes, it may be difficult. And it, I watched every single person around me become pregnant. I oh, left girl. my corporate yeah. job. <laughs> and I think there were seven pregnancy announcements within the three months after I left. I was like, was I keeping everyone from becoming pregnant? Like, right. You know, and yeah. so just knowing that allowing yourself the space to feel those feelings, none of them are bad or wrong, but then just coming back to the vision that you have for your family and leaving yourself open still to the possibility just because someone else is pregnant doesn't mean that it's not a possibility for you. And the more open and the more we can celebrate pregnancy in another, the more I think we leave ourselves open for pregnancy to happen in ourselves. And I'm not saying that that has to be perfect or it's a, you know, rule in the sand, but Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I went on the same journey as you, but I want to say like, we all live in several realities, right? And definitely two, like you live in a reality right now that you're not pregnant, right? You can't change Like You're not pregnant right now, but you can also live in the reality of when you get pregnant. Yeah. And once again, going back to like ways that we block our community from the innate wisdom is that we once again put up lack. We put up, we almost highlight the uh, fear, the lack, the insecurities, the hurt around other people's success, where once again, if you take that energy, right, obviously honor your honor where you are, Yes. Again, get real, real. How long are you staying there? A week, two weeks, three weeks, well, four weeks? Well, and who are you surrounding? This goes back to who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you in a community? Like I started seeing a lot of community or where they're just sitting around yes. like complaining and building the energy yes. of the suffering. And mm-hmm. yes, on the fertility journey, it feels like a lot of suffering. Like, and it's reoccurring grief month after month, right? The loss of the dream, the loss of the hope month after month. But what are the tools you're using to, like you just said, not stay there for too long. But there is a, there is a, I think we're seeing more women come to the side of wanting to see it as 
like knowing that it's really hard, but wanting to be in a different energy and in a different yeah. possibility and a different way of being. But there is this other network or group. I don't even want to call it group segment, something where it's a lot about, um, uh, about we don't celebrate pregnancy, a lot about meeting people, uh, kind of like deep down, like where it's just building. Well, it's, the easy. it's easier yeah. to stay there. Yeah. Right. Like that's an easier emotion to sit in because you don't have to take responsibility. And because for most of us, we've actually sat in that emotion for a really long time in other areas of our life. And that has actually contributed to the fertility issues. So that's a safe space. And the women who are getting pregnant naturally, IVF, whichever way, and aren't moving forward in their consciousness, they are once again building up this huge block and and it's hard to see through that unless you've broken through yourself and you break through and go, like when I was designing my course, I didn't have one picture of a pregnancy like person, right? Nothing. Mm. I was like, no, I got to protect them. And I was still in yes. this like lack phase. Yes. And then I don't know what switched for me, but I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like you, like we want to be seeing where we want to go. We got to be being that person. So bring in as many images. And obviously it's like, it's like that path, right? You'll get there if you continuously move a step forward. You're not going to all of a sudden be able to, you know, do miraculous things. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of issues in our community. And unfortunately, they even in all their best intention, and I know they come from a really good place and I know they feel the heartache, but the scientific fact because this is all scientifically proven now, is that they're literally making people's journeys longer, harder, more expensive because they're putting up those energetic blocks and they're staying in lack and they're staying in that mindset of, um, I'm infertile. I mean, fucking hell, I almost got canceled on Instagram because I'm like, you're not infertile. Like you've had a baby. Yeah, but through IVF, but you had a baby. But, but, even, but, but let's talk about, let's talk about the fact of even I over identifying yourself as yes. infertile that yes. we claim. And listen, I did this as well. Yeah. Like claimed it for myself. Mm -hmm. Like I, I remember one of the first blog posts I wrote, like after I had had my twins and I remember talking about the infertility journey, like attacking it as uh, like being in war, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you're like fighting infertility. So like you want to have a baby, but you, you're feeling like you're fighting against something. And, and I think that it's so important that we look at riding the waves of the emotions. Yes, there are going to be heavy emotions. You are going to feel for most people, you're going to feel grief. You're going to feel probably some jealousy, some resentment because that deep desire but there is a level where you, you, you have to look at, I want to draw another child. I want to draw a child into my life. I want to hold and grow life within my body. Do I feel connected to that? Or am I in this place of surrounding myself with other people who are not really supporting me and seeing the possibility for myself? Like the possibility is more 
then you can even then you we can even imagine. But we identify what's possible through the through the title of infertility, through to statistics, through our age, and through like what maybe the, a doctor has said. Instead of going, you were designed for this. What does a connection to that feel like? And when you feel connected to that, what are the choices and the steps that you take? But we we go back to what we we're talking about before. There's an industry behind cultivating that suffering, and so. I, one of the things I teach is stop saying that I am infertile. Yeah. Your fertility journey is a part of your experience and it will always be with you. Mm -hmm. My fertility journey impacts how I mother. It impacts, it impacts everything. It's still, after all of these years, it still has certain ways that it impacts me. Um, I see it more of as a positive way now, but that like you saying, it's like saying, I, I like, I'm anxious. No, you're, ha you're experiencing anxiety. You yeah. are, you are struggling with infertility, but stop saying I am infertile. I am infertile. I am infertile. You're just re oh, reclaiming that for yourself. What, mm -hmm. what is something different you need to claim? Mm -hmm. I am fertile. The yeah. possibility of pregnancy is a possibility for me. Yeah. And, and I think that when we're in those lower places and we're in that place of suffering, we're easily manipulated into mm -hmm. thinking that we need things that maybe we don't in order to have a baby. And there's a whole industry being built on that. And so this even goes to, again, working with a coach, working with a healer, working with a doctor. If there are red flags and things that don't feel good and you don't trust your doctor, you don't trust the people you're working with, change. Yeah. Make a different choice. Choose someone different. You should feel... I have, I have a client just talking about like, what does the feeling of fertile feel like? What does feeling fertile feel like for you? And do you feel fertile? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's not just in the physical sense, but like in your life, do you have a fertile life? Yeah. You got to find the joy now. You right? have to. And like we you said, the baby to. is not going to bring the joy. It, it, like yeah. it's not right. Cause it, and it's even not going to fix your relationship. Nope. <laughs> it's not going to fix your life. No. It's not going to fix the 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 thing within you that needs to be satiated in some way. It is not going to do that. Yes, it might. You will be able to move on, mm -hmm. and maybe that that part of you that just wants to be a mother will be filled. But the idea that your child is going to um, somehow miraculously fix all the things in your life—that's yeah, I agree. Yeah. And um, this has been like a super raw, like conversation, which I love <laughs> and appreciate. And I, I hope the listeners aren't not like, oh my God. Um, but I think they're used to it in this podcast because yeah. I have zero time for fluff, right? Everybody feels like this journey is already long and they should have been pregnant yesterday. And the truth is, is the, the real conversations are going to, they might be tough to listen to. I know I definitely trigger people out there, but that's my job, right? You want a shorter, more happier, joyful journey to your ultimate goal, like start radically looking at yourself and most people are tired of the bullshit too when they come to this stage. Yeah. You know, like and, look, and and start to look at like how far you've already come. Mm -hmm. Like look how far you've already come and all the work that you've done and how much of a gift 
that is going to be to your baby. And I hope from this conversation, it comes off empowering and lights a fire within you to go, yeah, I'm not a victim in this situation. I can take my power back. I can, I, I do, I am coded for pregnancy and for mm -hmm. birth and it hasn't happened how I hoped it would hasn't happened in the time frame I want. It's caused a shit ton of mental and emotional angst, but knowing that the desire to have a child, to have a baby, that maternal part of you is the driving you. And can you tune more into that part of yourself in a, in a healthy, grounded, balanced way, rather than allowing these big industries to, to dictate what's best for you when inside everything is saying, maybe there's another way. Yeah. Can you pump the brakes? I would say pump the brakes. Right. Slow, slow pump, the fuck down. Pump the um, brakes. And I know that you would agree with this statement. Like I know we've bashed IVF. We both have IVF babies. Yeah. I do think it's an amazing technology for women who truly need it or even truly want to use it. We both just advocate for showing up in the right way when yes. using this medical treatment. That's yes. where our issue lies. Um, and even... Uh, God, what is, uh, Winston, Dr. Winston, he's like the godfather of IVF. He actually helped. He did the first like uh, tube transplant, like um, oh, fallopian yeah. tube transplant. And then he helped design the technology for IVF. And he's even saying, you guys are misusing this treatment. This is ridiculous. And he like, obviously gets like poo-pooed on because you know, he's like, no, there's a hundred reasons for fertility issues and IVF is not the answer for all of them. And to know that like to be, if you do choose IVF to really inform yourself around what you can do to maximize your chances and to know what you're stepping into, it it's, it's more of saying, don't use it as the easy way out because mm. the doctor has told you or made some promise to you that you'll become pregnant if you use this. There are so many things that we can do to naturally increase our fertility. And if there is anything within you that is saying, this doesn't feel right, but the pressure, the pressure is really intense. You've got to take a pause. You've got to take a step back because I will tell you, if you move forward, and you, and it doesn't work, you will again, blame yourself. And you will think that, and you'll say the thing that so many of my clients have said is like, I knew, I knew. And so this, this, I, I think IVF, it's so beautiful that we have these amazing technologies to help us have babies, but just because you've been struggling for one year or for six months, doesn't mean that you are infertile or that you absolutely need these treatments. And I can tell you, from a seven-year fertility journey, having twins through IVF, getting pregnant naturally, seven years later, having a baby at becoming pregnant at 41 naturally, we have to go, what like we don't know what's ahead of us. Mm -hmm. Like, and the possibilities are beautiful and endless, but we have to slow down and yeah. and tune inward and allow ourselves to be guided not by the pressures that society has given us and the statistics and letting our age, the clock ticking 
pushing us in a direction that might not actually be in alignment and knowing that like we have so much information, amazing information available to us and using that, that internal compass to go, yes, this is what I need. But if there's that red flag and that discomfort, don't follow something that doesn't feel in alignment to you just because someone else told you it was best for you. Yeah. You know, what's best for you. Yeah. And letting those expectations go. That's what fucks people yeah. up. You put those expectations out, then yeah, that's what that that's what leads you down to um, maybe the decision you wouldn't ch- have chosen if you put that expectation there. Well, I have to be pregnant by 32 or I have oh, to, I have to be this. pregnant by the end of the year or yeah. that you're setting up your whole life for the pregnancy to come. And mm-hmm. that, that also is, I mean, so I used to count. I used to call it like baby making OCD. I would count like the days of my cycle, like, okay. And then I count the months and then, you know, like, what are all the, oh, like, girl. All those, I, all yeah, the- I know I get it. I, I still <laughs> have my diaries little- from those years and I'm like, oh yeah. my God, like I could have been focusing on like learning how to play the guitar, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and that would have like calmed my stress levels down and like, you know, like, it's just so crazy. Um, but thank you so much. This is yes. going to be a two-part episode because we like had a really good chat. Um, please let our listeners know where they can find you. Absolutely. So you can find me at mollynichols.com as well as Molly and Nichols on Instagram and on TikTok. Yay. Well, Yay. thank you once again for coming on, being raw, being honest, being open for these conversations. They're much needed. And um, I look forward to connecting with you soon. Awesome. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.